Hey everybody, welcome on into the Unabated Podcast. We are back from our Super Bowl hiatus, and as attentions turn to March Madness, we are here today with analyst David Hess from Team Rankings and Pool Genius to break down how the Pool Genius tools can help give you an edge when filling out your brackets, doing your Calcutta auctions, or just making your bets against the book this March Madness season. There's a ton of great tools here. Let's get to it. It's a great game. It's unabated. That's a new word, unabated. Hello, everyone, and welcome on into the Unabated Podcast. Thomas Viola here with Captain Jack, back from our Super Bowl hiatus. We took a little bit of a break off here, but it is time to put football in the rearview mirror and get into some college hoops because March Madness is upon us. The new betting year has officially begun, and today we have a fantastic show for you. David Hess of Pool Genius is here to talk about some amazing tools that the team over at Pool Genius has to help you get the most out of both your bracket pools, your office competitions, however you're entering in to try and make money in the bracket section of March Madness, as well as some stuff that's going to help you when it comes to betting the actual games. David, thank you so much for being here with us today. How are you doing today? I'm great. Yeah, thank you for having me on here. Good to see you, Jack. Uh, good to see you, Thomas. Jack, it's great joining. to be back. It's great to be back here with you as well, Jack, after our hiatus here. And I'm excited. We've got some great stuff to get into here with Pool Genius. Now, David is going to be walking us through some of those tools. So if you are an audio listener, this might be one of the episodes that you want to go and check out the video version of on YouTube because David is going to be showing us, sharing a screen and walking you through how a bunch of this stuff works. So if you do feel like, oh, maybe I want to see this as well as just hearing about it, by all means, head on over to our YouTube channel. Check it out at youtube.com slash unabated, of course. Video link pops right up, and it's also in the description of this episode below. But let's start talking about some of the amazing things that our friends at Pool Genius are cooking up here. Because, David, your tools can help people gain an edge in a lot of ways. But the headline here in March, it's definitely bracket pools. Can you talk about your NCAA Bracket Picks product? I had the opportunity to get a nice sneak preview today with uh, with Tom over at your company, and I was already jazzed about it. I was going, texting a couple of my friends going, oh, hey, we doing bra bracket pulls this year? Because I want to be in on some of those. I I'm excited for how it's going to be able to help people. Why don't you take us for a little spin on this? Yeah, sure. So at, at Pool Genius, we do several types of pools. We also hit on... Uh football stuff we do survivor and pick them and we do bowls but the bracket pools are definitely my favorite part i've been a college basketball fan for a long time way before i started working here and this is the one that i kind of it's my baby compared to the other ones i've spent a lot of time trying to perfect this and uh, working on the analysis and stuff so i really enjoy march madness especially more than the other ones i would say i mean it's all good but this is my favorite one so the the main uh the main tool we have here, like like the centerpiece of the of Pool Genius Bracket Picks product, is the My Bracket section, where you can set up custom pools for um, you know you, you might enter several different pools, and they have different sizes, different rules, and it's important to have different picks for those pools. Um, you know, if you're in a pool that has upset picks, you're gonna you know a bonus for upset picks, you're going to want to make some riskier picks. If you're in a small pool, like 10 people, you're probably going to want to go very conservative versus a large pool. You're going to need to take more calculated risks because your chances of winning are low from the start. You're going to need some uh, 
you know, gambits to win, right? So the first step when you come to our, our uh, tool is you, you set up your pools and you tell us about them. You tell us what the rules are. You tell us the size. You tell us the payout structure, because if it's winner take all, you may take some more risk than if it's a long, flat payout structure. So um, I've set up a couple of test pools here to show kind of the, the difference between picks in a pool where you want to be very aggressive versus picks in a pool where you you know don't need to be so aggressive. So um, this first one here, I'll just zoom in so you can see. We have uh, a lot of different scoring systems that you can input uh, into the tool. And this one I set up with uh, round based scoring of 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32. That's kind of the traditional progression. But then also you get a seed difference bonus. Um, if you pick an upset, you get the, the number of points. That's the difference between the seed of the winner and the seed of the loser. So you pick a 12-5 upset, and you get seven extra points, right? So it incentivizes you to pick more upsets. Uh, we got a 250-person pool, which is not huge, but it's at least not a tiny one. So you take a few more risks, right? So after you set up your pool and tell us all the rules, uh, we'll, we can show you brackets for your pool. So uh, like this one, uh, for example, we'll take a look at the final four. For, uh, so uh, I guess a little background here. We have a mock bracket set up from a couple of weeks ago to use for you know testing purposes and demo purposes. And all the odds here are not, obviously, they're not real advancement odds. and um, one of the things that you need to take into account in your picks is um, what other people are picking. We don't know what that situation is yet this year either. We don't know which teams are going to be popular. So take the actual picks here you know, with a grain of salt. We don't know which teams are going to be popular, which are going to be undervalued and stuff. But the basic shape of the picks, like a lot of upsets versus a lot of chalk, that is kind of what I'm demoing here with the custom picks for your pool, right? So... and. And, and so basically what, what it is, what it's allowing you to do is it's doing some of the game theory for you, where you're going in, you're going to enter in the custom parameters for your bracket contest, like you said, entering in how many people are in it, if it's a pool that rewards upsets or if it's just a straight bracket pick em contest. And it, it's taking into account what the odds and what the pick rates are going to be for some of these teams once we actually have some of that data, like once ESPN and Yahoo brackets start getting yeah. filled out it's it's allowing you to take all of that and it's basically doing the game theory work for you right jack yeah that's what it looks like uh, and i think that's very important when you're up against a large group of people variance is your friend right when you're up against maybe just you versus your buddy well then you probably want to try to pick who's really going to win the game um, but if you're going against a massive group of people man, you got to swing for the fences so uh, yeah, that's that's definitely cool. Let's uh, let's keep going. Yeah, exactly. Like this one, um, it, it's a little bit larger, so there's some uh, some sort of value picks in there. But the bulk of of this one, in in a seed upset, uh, an upset bonus pool, a lot of the value here is coming in the early rounds um, with big seed upsets. So you want you don't want to just pick the most likely team to win. Um, Taking, for example, like this uh, Indiana-Yale game over here that we have in the mock bracket. The first round's worth one point if Indiana wins, but it's worth 13 minus 4 is 9, plus 1 is 10 points if Yale wins. So, you know, if Yale has even 
a 10% chance to win, that's break even on the expected point value for that game. So there's going to be a lot of upsets in the first round in, in these, and then even some in the later rounds. But then once you get to the very last round with the champion, it's 32 points for the championship pick here. So you don't want to get too risky. Uh, might as well go for trying to grab those 32 points because uh, your upset pick has a pretty low chance of coming through in the final round. And, you know, we have a, a final game pick here, uh, Houston over TCU. TCU, like the odds of them winning are probably, I don't know, 3% or something. Like 3% versus 25% um, where you're going to get 32 points that 25% of the time it's probably not worth the gamble of an upset. But in the earlier rounds, it's worth it in a lot of cases. So you might see, you know, there's a 12 here, an 11 seed winning here, a 14 seed winning here, and a lot of them making deep runs, but then sort of getting a few reasonable picks reasonable picks in the later rounds of five seed in the Elite Eight and one seed winning the title. So you're trying to grab some of the... Um, round base points later but go for the seed based upset points early but you know in a oh, i just lost my page there okay in another pool uh i set up this one is just standard scoring um you know escalating values each round no upset bonus it's smaller 25 people um three are paid so over 10 percent of the pool is paid this is one where you're going to, you want to be pretty conservative like jack was saying it's almost like a heads up situation where you sort of just pick the most likely team to win, maybe a couple of first round slight value picks. Most of the other people are going to get a little too aggressive and shoot themselves in the foot with a crazy upset pick. You try to kind of just beat them on attrition in a case like this, right? So, and, and that's with the smaller player pool. It's like Jack said, variance is your friend in large contests. Yeah. But in this, you're going to want to go a little bit more chalky. Exactly. And you see here, it's got a final four of a three one seeds and a two seed. Although this, you know, this bracket is a little older. I think now UCLA is projected for a one seed. Um, so this might be just the most likely bracket for a 25 or, you know, for, for the mock bracket that we have in the most likely results. Um, and then in the early rounds, you know, it's very conservative. It's not many upsets. There's like a 10 over a 7 over here and a 9 over an 8 over here, another 9 over an 8. And then we have, you know, there's a 5 over a 4, 6 over a 3. But for the most part, it's chalk after the after the second round, right? Because it's a lot more conservative. So, I mean, those are sort of the extremes, right? You A seed upset pool or an upset bonus pool where you get the seed difference, you're going to go crazy on the upsets. And this is a small pool with... You know, it's very standard scoring, so it's going to be conservative. But we cover a wide range of scoring systems, and, you know, you can enter your pool size up to 10,000 or whatever, and we're going to get more aggressive picks for a 10,000 pool, person pool than we would for a, you know, 25-person pool. And um, what, one of the cool things when I was walking through it was the fact that you can also enter for number of different options that you have, uh, like, if you have three bracket entries in the same pool, it'll yeah. give you option your best bracket and then option two, option three, and that those will act as hedges against your initial bracket. It's actually taking into the calculations here. Okay, yeah. well, 
if bracket one has this, bracket two isn't going to be a slight permutation. It's going to be a little more of an actual hedge just in case your bra your best bracket gets busted. Yeah, that's one of the cool things about this, I think. So I guess you've got to got to take a step back a little bit and maybe explain a touch about how we make these. Um, we run a whole lot of bracket pool simulations where we simulate both the opponent picks and the results of the games. And we see which brackets perform best in these simulations. And that helps us determine, or it determines all by itself, actually, where the right cutoff points are to you know, start picking an undervalued champion and start getting more risky in your first round picks and stuff. Instead of us making the decisions on this, we get the information from all these bracket simulations. But the way that we create the portfolio is we take all the bracket simulations and we find the best bracket, right? The the Houston over UCLA one that we saw before. And then we throw out all the simulations where that bracket wins or places in the money. And then we do the whole process again with uh, evaluating brackets against the remaining universe of simulations. And so we have a bracket. The second option here, this Kansas over Baylor one, is designed to perform well in cases where the first bracket failed. So it's specifically created with the first bracket in mind to be paired with that one and be the best that it can be as the second option. And then we repeat the process to get a third, fourth, fifth bracket. So you have five brackets that are each designed to complement all the ones that came before it so that you, um, you handle the variance better. If the first one is busted because you know, the champion, the popular champion pick lost, then you got a second one there with a less popular one that you know, has a great mm -hmm. chance to win because everyone busted on the, the first one, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, now, that's good. Uh, now, now, Jack, uh, do you, are, you, are you doing any bracket competitions? Is that something that interests you because of uh, the game theory aspect of it here that we've been highlighting? Uh, Tom, I don't have enough friends. And, <laughs> um, so I don't get invited to office pools anymore. And so, yeah, no, I look, this is, this is really remarkable because anyone that's listening to us or watching us that comes from the DFS background of DFS lineup optimizers. This is kind of re reminiscent of that. It's like you have your optimal and then you have your secondary and tertiary and on down the line because it's better to kind of take a spray and pray approach with uh, you know, a situation where you have a lot of variance. And so, yeah, like that when I was seeing him kind of step through them, I'm thinking, oh, I used to do that with my lineup optimizers in DFS. Yeah, and I mean the even in a twenty-five person pool, our our traditional edge in this stuff is maybe three x, four x, something along those lines. So, you know, uh, you start a twenty-five person pool with maybe a four percent chance to win. If you have a three x edge, that's twelve percent. You still got a lot of ground to cover on your you know, portfolio options there to increase your chance of winning something this year. I mean, okay, twenty-five person, you're not in, usually entering a five portfolio <laughs> uh, right. set, but you know, the, the concept there, I think is il illustrative. Now, David, everybody loves brackets. I know I'm excited to fill mine out and watch it get busted because Syracuse isn't going to be in the tournament. So I have nothing else to root for here, but you guys have some other tools that can help with other types of March madness pools, as well as what I know our audience likes to hear the most NCAA tournament betting. Can you point out a few of those features that data-driven bettors might find useful here? Sure. So, um, I mean, the sort of the 
the base for all this stuff is our round odds tool um, that based on our team, our predictive ratings and our team analysis, we create odds for every team to advance through every round of the tournament. Um, and then we summarize that, not summarize, but put all that data here and we include an expected wins column here in case you're in some kind of a team draft um, situation or probably not for Calcutta. Calcutta is a little more complicated, but that's useful for, for some kinds of pools that people enter. But, um, you know, chance to make the Sweet 16, make the Elite Eight, make the Final Four. There's a lot of props, I think, that you can do related to not just individual team chances to make it, but say the chance that, I don't know, multiple four seeds advance to the Final Four or something. I'm not sure if that's the best example but you can you can do combo uh props i think the like parlays on final four odds i know i saw the other day where you could choose up to four teams to parlay together um so you know the you could base your your choices there on the advancement odds here and another way to look at those that is a little easier if you're trying to look for a particular kind of bet is the data grid here so this presents a lot of the same data, but instead of a grid format where it's a team with odds to make each round, the team in the round is on a line, so you can kind of you can filter it based on specific things you're looking for. Like maybe I want to make a final four bet. I can come over here and just filter on the final four round, and I don't want to make a favorite bet, so I'm getting rid of the one and two seeds, and then I want it to have at least reasonable chance of occurring so i'll put in like a 10 percent minimum odds and i've you know i've filtered it down now to here's my six teams that each are three seed or lower with at least a 10 percent chance of making the final four and maybe i'll do a little analysis on each of those to confirm or or decide not to bet on those but you know it's a good way i think to filter down a list of possibilities into a shorter one that you can do some research into or you know make calls on yeah, so people always ask us uh, unabated, are you going to have March Madness tools? And if we were, this is exactly what we would kind of concoct up. This sort of like you come into it with your presuppositions of what you're looking to bet on, and this tool answers those questions for you, much like a lot of our tools that unabated answer your questions related to sports betting. And the reason we don't have these tools is because these guys have these tools. <laughs> And it's it's not worth our time to try to uh, replicate something that's already pretty well done elsewhere. Um, you know, I'm sure there's people watching and listening and going, hey, wait a minute. Last year, didn't Unabated talk about team rankings? And didn't they have tools like this? Well, uh, it's really a name change going on here. Uh, this is still TeamRankings.com, a venerable source for years and years uh, for all kinds of sports betting data. Uh, but this is... Um, this is Pool Genius, and this is basically their their new brand related to pool betting, such as March Madness tournament pools. So I just want to kind of point that out for everyone. But yeah, this is absolutely where I will go when I go to your site to use these tools is the uh, data grid and kind of the, all the round odds, definitely. Oh, good. Yeah, it feels good to hear that coming from you, Jack. Thanks. Yeah, yeah the, uh, the, the rebranding stuff, we kind of, it was all team rankings before and we split into Pool Genius, Bet IQ, and Team Rankings, just to kind of silo the betting, the pools, and the fan stuff to try to 
make it a little more clear what you're getting on in each site. So yeah, all this stuff that you've seen before is from team rankings, and now it's on Pool Genius. That's right. You can still yes. get to it from team rankings if that's if that's where you go. I saw Jack's eyes lighting up when we got to the data grid there because I think that that is really <laughs> something that, especially for someone like me, if I want to be able to just go in and say, okay, like you said, I want to I make I want to make some futures bets here pre-tournament. I'm looking for some edges. I want to go in and quickly be able to sort through all of this data and say these are the teams that we're looking at right now that have these chances. This is what this is what the pool genius team rankings odd odd is and jack you talk about always trying to find a source of truth you can use this as your source of truth to then compare it to the actual futures market right absolutely because uh, a lot of this is based on the implied probability based on the odds that are forthcoming uh when we get through selection sunday and we and we see what the brackets are um so it's it's definitely kind of data driven and i think that's very important it you look i know guys 20 years ago that were doing all of this number crunching based on implied probability and things like that for these esoteric prop bets like how many sec teams will make the final four and you kind of go through this makes it so much easier you basically just have to point click and maybe do a little bit multiple multiplication or or simple math and, and you're going to have your answer and chances are you'll have put more work into it than the line maker did when they came out with that prop. Chances are they just said, oh, okay, uh, you know, SEC teams, there's four of them. There are a two and a three and a seven seed, uh, you know, and they throw up a number. Um, so if you're early to some of the prop bets that'll be out there and you're using these tools, um, I, I guarantee you're going to find some edges. Now, of course, there's Rufus's favorite here, NCAA Calcutta Pools. And I know that in 2022, you guys introduced a feature to help subscribers make the smartest decisions they could during Calcutta auctions. I know if I didn't have tools helping me out during my World Cup auction, I never would have been able to pull out the meager profit that I did in that one. I'm excited. I'm going to be in one next week for, uh, for, for March Madness. I'm very excited to break out these tools. Can you talk to me a little bit about the Calcutta calculator here? Sure. So um, I think... Quick review for those who aren't familiar with Calcutta, although probably most people watching this are. Um, it's a team draft, and every uh, certain events during the tournament have specific values, like maybe winning a first-round game uh, will earn you 1% of the pot, winning a, a second-round game 1.5% of the pot, picking the team that has the... Picking the highest seed to reach the final four might be worth X percent of the pot. So... Um, generally, you want to try to come up with team estimates of the you want to come up with estimates of the percent of the pot that each team is worth based on the scoring system before the draft, and then estimate how much the total amount paid for all the teams is going to be. Update your estimate throughout the draft and use your pot percentages to figure out how much each team is worth in money to figure out how much you should bet on them. Right, so we. We have a tool here that lets you put in various percentages for how much a win in each round is worth, as well as a few props here. Um, and you know, you can come in and change it around. Maybe first round is worth nothing, and second round is a little more. Each of them are, say, a little higher than our defaults here. And uh, we have a 
have a total percent um, indicator here that lets you know if you've got everything adding up to 100 or if you've made a mistake or something. So you change the defaults uh, to whatever the scoring system is for your pool, and you come down lower, and you can see team value projections that use those round odds that we had earlier to figure out what the value of each team is projected to be. So the, the data here is showing um, last year's tournament uh, instead of our mock bracket. Um, so that's why the seeds are, you know, you might rec recognize them from last year. So it comes up with estimates for how much each team is worth. They're usually in the single digit percentage for the middle teams. As you get towards the bottom, they're worth a lot less. They'll usually, you have some props generally that try to pull up the values of those lower seeds so that people will bet on them. Um, but once you're, uh, the thing that we've added this year is um, tracking your teams during the, the auction. So last year we already had this feature where you could um, put in the price of the teams as they were purchased. So let's say, uh, you know, Gonzaga went, let's say your, your projected pot size at the beginning is 5,000 and Gonzaga went for a little under the estimate and so did Arizona and Kansas went for right at the estimate. And uh, you, you're actually the one that bought Arizona. So this year, we added this My Team uh, feature here, where you click here to indicate that you purchased Arizona in the auction. And then up above the table, there's a summary here that shows you um, what, percent of the, what percent of the projected pot is owned by you versus owned by other people versus still available, and then translates that into uh, projected dollar amounts on the right side and also tells you how much you've paid. So you can compare, given your current estimate for the pot size, uh, are you probably ahead or are you probably behind? And it also shows you how much um, the dollar, the expected price of the remaining teams in the auction, given your projected pot size there. So it kind of helps you manage the auction as it's going on and um, keep track of how much you've spent, how much value you think you have uh, in the pool, and how much is still available to bet on later. And it is so convenient. It is so helpful, like being able to go in and just say, okay, what, what should the value on these teams be? It, Jack, it, it's basically a way to try and calculate your EV on the fly like you have to do in these Calcutta auctions, right? Yeah, so anytime I've ever been in a Calcutta or – part of a Calcutta, everybody comes in with their own spreadsheets. There are some Calcuttas out there that they have like a no computer rule where you have to just come in with pen and paper. I can't imagine how- I wouldn't enter one of those. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I said imagine. I would not, yeah, yeah. Um, but everyone comes in with something like this. This is this is a very well-made tool that people can kind of just go in, you know, with a link to the website and, and subscription and and do the Calcutta kind of on the fly with, with this tool. Um, because there's a lot of strategy, and we have an article up at Unabated about Calcutta strategy. You have early strategy when not a lot of prices are known. You can kind of control the pot size. You have middle uh, auction strategies where uh, you kind of start to figure out how much exposure do I have? Do I need more? Do I need less? And this tool tells you. And then you have that late auction strategy where you get the guys that are still in it. They go, oh, I haven't bid on a team. I'm definitely going to try to get this team. And they overbid. And that kind of helps you out. And so maybe you drive up their bids a little bit. It's a lot of fun, a lot of game theory. 
Uh, I know a lot of advanced bettors love to do Calcuttas because it's not just the, the quantification of what your edge is. It's using all this game theory and gamemanship to gain an edge over the other people as you kind of go through the Calcutta. There's various levels of chess that are played in a Calcutta auction. Now, I was thinking poker instead of chess, but yeah. Oh, there you poker. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, who? Nobody bets on chess. <laughs> poker. I mean, let's face it. In our run of circles, Jack, poker not really that common of a of a game to be talked about, right? <laughs> right. Not top of mind. Why? Why am I thinking chess? <laughs> now, David, uh, one last question for you here. I know that a lot of our listeners are more on the sophisticated side. They're probably wondering right now what the secret sauce is. What are the one or two big things that makes Pool Genius, that makes these tools unique, and that help uh, that, that you guys are doing to get an edge that betters might not or prefer not to do themselves? Now, one of the coolest things that I saw on my little tour of it was this with or without you tool that you're bringing up right here. And that is one of the things a little bit under the hood that you can take us through, right? Yeah, so this is not actually a tool available to uh, customers. It's something that's kind of on our long-term roadmap to uh, productize, but it's how, it's how we do our analysis leading up to the tournament. So myself and uh, Jason Lisk are each gonna spend, by the time the tournament starts, probably at least 30 minutes to 45 minutes per team, just reviewing game logs, injury information, you know, how the team has performed in various situations and making adjustments to our raw ratings based on that. And this tool is sort of where we do the bulk of that. We call it our Wowie tool with or without you because it allows us to, the basic idea is it allows us to see how a team plays with and without certain players and then to regress that performance toward a reasonable baseline because you know if a, if a team is without a player or uh yeah is without a player for three games it's a really small sample right you're not just gonna say a guy gets injured misses the last three games before the tournament you're not gonna just take the performance in those three games as that's how good the team is right you're gonna you need to regress towards some kind of a reasonable baseline so the, the general way this works is we have this tool that lists all the games, lists all the players, and we can select specific games that, that players missed. Actually, a good example this year would be TCU, I think. So I've already done some analysis on them. That's why some of this stuff is yellow. I've, I've indicated certain games where they were missing Damian Baugh or Mike Miles, who are a couple of key players that missed multiple games. And um, this tool, you select games to exclude or include in the analysis. And then there's some summary stats, which again, it's not productized. So it's really difficult to read it. Just looking at the screen, if you don't know what you're looking for, but over here, it's showing us that um, there were 17 games where both of those guys played and their average game score, which is um, it's essentially margin of victory adjusted for opponent and location. It's like a one game power rating essentially. So their average game score with both those guys healthy was 19.8, which in, uh, to give you some context, a, 20, a rating of 20 is pretty much top five, top three. It's really good. Uh, in 14 games where one of those guys missed time, 
their rating was 7.0, which is much more mediocre. It's like bubble team or worse. So it, there's a huge difference in performance of TCU between those two situations where they have the guys healthy and when they don't. So, I mean, we wouldn't use 19.8 as their rating going into the tournament. We we're regressing it. Like um, our preseason rating here was 14.5. Um, so that's they've been overperforming the preseason rating. And we've found that including the rating at the end of the season in a weighted average still helps some because, you know, there is luck. There's overperformance. And generally your highest outliers do regress back towards expectations some. So we might do a value, uh, a rating for them entering the tournament of uh, something like 18.4 we have here. This is This is the raw average regressed towards the preseason rating based on how many games are in the, the sample that we're looking at. So um, it, we do this kind of analysis for every, I mean, a little more in depth too. Like we're not just going to go in and be like, well, these two guys missed time. Boom, doom, there's our rating. We're going to look into, are these actually good guys? <laughs> like, are there other factors that would have led them to over or underperform in those games? Do they have three point luck, all this stuff. But we adjust the raw ratings based on analysis that we do in this tool. And then those are our inputs into the bracket simulation that produces the round odds that you saw earlier and kind of drives everything um, that that's in the tool. And I mean, we don't just look at our own ratings. We also, once the bracket is released, we wait for uh, the spreads for the first round games and futures odds to come out. and. In some cases, we will adjust towards those. We basically use those sort of as a filter to see where we need to take a closer look. If we're off market on something, we look and decide whether we're better than the market on that game or the market, you know, if we're missing something and we've figured out that we're missing something, we'll adjust to the market. But in general, you know, we, we make these ratings, we look at the market to get a list of things we need to reevaluate, we reevaluate those, and then that drives our, our ratings. And then throughout the week, if there's an injury or the market moves, we you know, take more looks at, at teams and tweak the ratings before we release the final bracket picks to people. I mean, so I got a, a couple points on this, and this is where I think some of the strength of, of the product you're doing really shines through. We talk a lot about, at Unabated, we talk about the different ways that you can get an edge at sports betting. And a lot of people that use our products focus on a top-down approach, but a bottom-up approach is also valid. And this is a good example of, you have basketball, which is five players on the court at once. The effective removal of one player from the equation of how a basketball team performs is the greatest of any uh, team sport in the United States. In other words, you take one player off the, the team and it's gonna have an effective removal. And this tool allows the guys at uh, Pool Genius to be able to quantify the effective removal for key players, which is a key part of a bottom-up analysis. Look, and I it's not just uh, removal of players too. One of my favorite things that we found with this was in 2019, Oregon made a lineup switch about a month before the conference tournaments to, uh, they started, playing all these taller players and immediately their defense became basically the best in the country. Like it was a switch and all of a sudden they were the best in the country for like 10 games heading into the tournament. So we actually had them, they were a 12 seed, but we had them as the most likely to make it out of their pod to beat uh, five Wisconsin. And I think an injured Kansas state team was the other 
was the four seed in that pod. Anyway, we it's stuff like that. It's not only like a player is gone. It's like they made a lineup switch 10 games ago, and now they actually can play defense. It's more common with defense than offense. Offense uh, doesn't really like a lineup switch doesn't change things like that. But with defense, it's so teamwork oriented that like removing one guy from the rotation that maybe was slacking or like adding a guy that's high energy and really long can like completely change a team's defense. And and we found that a lot of times the market doesn't we feel like it doesn't catch up sometimes if the change is subtle like that, where it's not a player missing and it's just like the team changed the way they played some, then there's, there's an edge there sometimes. Yeah. David, thank you so much for being with us here today, Jack. I'm, I'm sure you are excited to get your hands on these tools. I know I am. And as a final reminder for unabated listeners here, you can get an exclusive discount. Go to poolgenius.com slash unabated. And if you sign up before Selection Sunday here, they're going to give us a nice discount, 15% off until midnight Saturday night this Saturday. And then on Selection Sunday, that price is going to go up. It's going to be 10% off. And then at Tuesday night at midnight, it's going to be their regular price. So you have until Selection Sunday here to get uh to, to get this extra discount 10% off 15% off if you do it before selection sunday again that's poolgenius.com slash unabated and you guys are also offering some discounts on your nfl related and other uh sport related packages as well your annual package that runs the whole year because it's not just march madness right yeah we also covered uh we cover nfl survivor pools nfl pick and pools college football bowl pools and then there's just betting picks throughout the year on NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, and Major League Baseball. All right. Well, David, thank you again so much. I know we're going to be seeing more of your pool genius team here because on Selection Sunday, we are going to be getting more into the nitty gritty of the actual teams that are going to be involved here. Take a look at what guys like Rufus and Jack are betting as well as taking a look as the, at the competition as a whole, trying to find some edges and break some stuff down. Plenty more content coming up on March Madness the rest of this week as well. Don't go anywhere. Stick around right here for more. Thank you so much for listening to Unabated here today. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button, hit that share button, let your friends know about the show. And please, if you're listening to us on the podcast platform of your choice, hit us with that five-star review. It really does help. And if you're watching us here on YouTube today, like I hope you were, because this was a very visual episode, David was walking us through these tools. Make sure that you give us, hit that little bell, make sure you're getting the notifications and that you're subscribed to get more content. And of course, as always, sign up for the Discord today. Use the link in the description below to do that. And to finish off my spiel, of course, remember to follow us at Unabated Sports on Twitter. Best of luck to everybody with their March Madness pools. Stick around right here for more analysis as we get into the greatest tournament in sports. We'll see you guys next episode.